welcome back to the Encrypted Owl Podcast. This is your host, Ben Shine. I'm excited to welcome you all back to the show. And these past two weeks have been a doozy. I just wanted to share a few things about my experience in my first cybersecurity role. And then we'll get on with the show. I am excited to welcome our, our new, new guest, hopefully continuous co-host. Um, his name is Paul. We'll, we'll introduce him in a little bit. But do want to give an, give an idea of what's been going on. So started the new role. I am an information security support analyst with a company called Corvid Cyber Defense. For the sake of my job, I'm not going to go into too many details about the actual clients that we work with and things like that. And uh, the views expressed on the show are mine and mine only. They do not represent Corvid Technologies or Corvid Cyber Defense. do want to make sure I mention that. But I started... Two weeks ago, I was just training on uh, some of our platforms. We use Mimecast. That's the first thing I started training on. Really learning about email security, DMARC, DKIM. Um, learning how everything works, how to best assist our clients that we work with since uh, Corvid Cyber Defense is an MSSP. And really, I've just been learning everything. In addition, I've been learning Sentinel-1, Silence, and just going going all out and working some tickets, helping our clients and shadowing, really just diving 100% in. And it's really funny that I, um, as I was learning about the email security, one of the questions that was asked on my SCCP exam today, which I am so happy to share, I finally passed. After studying for two months, I did pass the exam. One of the questions, uh, like I mentioned in my LinkedIn post, if you saw that, it was actually about DMARC, and I didn't really truly understand DMARC until I got into the role here with Corvid. So that's what's been happening over the past two weeks. I've really been focusing on getting it, getting my feet on the ground, understanding the responsibilities of the role, and in addition, I have been studying for this SSCP exam, which is finally over. Um, for those wondering with SSCP, it's extremely similar to Security Plus with the big caveat that it is ISC squared. And if you do pass, you become an associate of ISC squared. If you do not meet the uh, professional experience requirement, they do require two years of professional cybersecurity experience. If you don't meet that, you have two years to actually meet that requirement. So I will be an associate for the next two years. Luckily, I am in the field. But what, for our WGU students out there, when you graduate, that will satisfy the experience requirement, so far as my mentor has told me. But uh, that's what's been going on. I'm really excited to introduce Paul. Paul is, uh, he's currently an active duty Marine, hailing from Pennsylvania, 10 years of active duty experience. And without further ado, I'm gonna let Paul introduce himself. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey everybody, uh, I'm a security program manager uh, here at Camp Lejeune. And uh, a cybersecurity student at WGU, and uh, definitely loving it so far. Appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for joining. And um, Paul actually reached out to me, what was it, about a week ago, week and a half ago, and he said, have you ever thought about talking about accelerating through your, uh, accelerating through your cybersecurity degree? Because I've noticed that you've been going through a lot of these uh, exams and getting a lot of these certs out. And then we started chatting about what he's been doing. And if I thought I was accelerating through the degree, Paul has blown me so far out of the water, I'm standing on the top of a mountain. So the topic of today's show is going to be about accelerating through your degree, why it's important, why it's helpful. And just to kind of kick this off, what I've been doing 
Before I stepped into the cybersecurity role, about 10 months ago, as many of you who regularly listen to the show, I say regularly, yes, we've only had four episodes. That is changing. We're going to have a lot more. This is our fifth episode. We're going to be hopefully doing this regularly every other Saturday or possibly every Saturday. Depends on what we're able to work out. But I started this experience back in June of last year. I decided I wanted to switch fields. I I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do with NIT, but I started to look at the different subfields and found cybersecurity, and I found this great program with NC State University. It was an intro course that would le eventually lead into their boot camp, and I took it. I loved it. I had an excellent instructor. I passed the final exam. They offered me to go into the actual boot camp. It was super expensive, <laughs> so I deferred, and... Um, I think I still have the ability to go in, um, I think until, they said a year, so I think I have until August. But I actually found Western Governors University, and that's when I really started my cybersecurity studying and training and going for these certifications that I now have. But so, when I, I hit the ground running on October 1st of last year, I started out, um, I actually got my A-plus on my own. I got my A-plus 1001 and 1002 right before they retired them. I got them, I, I actually was in this weird spot where I had finished my 1001, and I had, <laughs> they were just about to introduce the 1101 and 1102, so I reached out to CompTIA, and if I hadn't actually, uh, if I hadn't passed the 1002 on the first try, I would have ended up having to redo everything, <laughs> so I was in a weird spot where I really needed to, I needed to pass this 1002, so luckily I did pass on my first try. And when I started with WGU, I was able to knock out, I took my Bachelor's of Anthropology, Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology from East Carolina University, took that and added it to, it knocked out all of my gen ed courses, and I started with cyber, I started with more IT focused and cybersecurity courses. And I've just been working through them. And I speak to my mentor regularly and he tells me I'm doing a lot more than most of his students, which uh, it always looks good not only to <laughs> the school itself and to everybody watching what you're doing the potential employers and your current employer going through everything and really showing up and showing out it makes you more desirable as a candidate so uh just uh out of curiosity paul where are you at in your how many credits do you have with your i, I think i'm at a total of i just pulled it up let me up oh, and i closed it oh no it's right here okay so i have looks like I came in with 41. I just finished my 22nd credit with the SSCP. So I'm sitting at, horrible math, 16, 63 credit units. And I have 55 more to graduate. Where are you at, Paul? Um, so I came in with 22. And I am currently at 77 for this term, which puts me at a grand total of 99 credits. So when I told you he blew me out of the water, I wasn't joking. He really did. So that's excellent, Paul. And uh, what's been your key to success? Um, what's really been pushing you forward and getting you all getting you all these courses so quickly? So I originally started the degree just to be more competitive because I'm getting out in about 16 months. Uh, so it was really just trying to give myself an edge over other candidates. And then... Uh, I looked at WGU's program and I saw all the certifications included and then I liked that it was self-paced because I'm pretty self-motivated. So I was like, oh, this will be great. It's a more efficient way of getting through school. Um, 
And then like the added benefit that like I, I didn't really see coming was IT is really difficult to know where to start. And that's like the biggest overwhelming factor, especially for people who don't necessarily like have like a baseline of knowledge, but a degree program and a structure gives you like a plan of action and milestones to hit along the way. And by the end of it, you should have a like good base of knowledge, which, which I believe our program has, thankfully. Um, especially with the new updates, including Linux certifications and Python and things like that. I think that's an awesome addition. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, like some tips and like the things that have helped me, um, so setting goals when I first started off, when I first started off, uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to do 30 credits. And then that eventually became 50. And then now I'm like way past that. I'm honestly kind of still shocked by it. Um, I still have seven weeks left. So uh, by the time I'm done, I should have 85 done. That's, that's the current goal. Um, so my biggest thing is would be don't underestimate yourself. So like set aggressive goals. Uh, I think even with with no background knowledge, it is possible if you have the time available to do one course every two weeks on average. Because some courses are faster, some are going to be longer. But I think that's a pretty healthy mark. Hundred um, percent. Keep a spreadsheet of your class of your, of your classes. Um, just keep a spreadsheet of the program. And like I have a, an Excel spreadsheet that I update every time I complete a class and it feels great every time to highlight that column green. Um, and then also communicate your plan with your family um, and plan in balance. Like for instance, for my family, uh, I study the majority of the day Saturday, but at the end of the day on Saturday, I go take my son out to get him out of the house. We go play for like three, four hours, you know, give my wife a break because he's wild. Um, <laughs> And then Sunday is strictly a family day, like period. Um, so like that, that's what, that's how we plan things. You know, I communicated with my wife up front, like, Hey, this is an important goal. Like, uh, let's get after this. Um, some other good tips that I would give people as well is join the discord server, uh, for the cyber, cybersecurity club for the cyber club and network with the people on there, go to the course discussion for tips. And um, this is probably going to be something that most people will cringe at, but it is what it is. For some reason, people hate on Reddit, um, but go on Reddit. Uh, you'll find insights from people who are in a similar situation. You read multiple posts and be like, hey, like that guy or girl, they sound a lot like where I'm at. Well, maybe look at what they did. You know what I mean? And maybe look at what they wish they would have done differently. In my Excel spreadsheet, I have a column for the most helpful post and I copy and paste that link and reference it later and go back to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, and communicate with your, your mentor. And, and my program mentor, Amit Sharma, like, like he is 110% passionate about uh, helping his students. He, he knows the program inside and out. He's even taken some of the courses. Um, and he, he's been a, a really good motivating factor for me. We talk every week where I feel like we're practically friends now. Um, or we basically are friends now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say like all those things that I just hit on, if, if you do those things, I, I think you could easily do one course every two weeks, 50 credits per, per six month term. No problem. Shout out to Jake McFarlane over here. Jake, I know, I know you've, uh, I think you've listened to a few of my podcasts, but 
uh, Jake, I really appreciate you, bud. You've been uh, you've been excellent. Jake is my mentor, and he's been pushing me along since I started this journey. And so I'm actually so whereas Paul does have a lot of IT experience, I actually represent the majority of people trying to break into the industry where I came with nothing. Like I said before, ten months ago, I barely knew. Let's think. I didn't know what MFA was, and <laughs> I was actually of the persuasion that you know have one password use it everywhere what's the problem it's easy right you know and as security professionals we we hear that and we're like oh don't do that if you get breached if you get hacked if your your information gets leaked on the dark web they got the one password they need to your whole they have the keys to the kingdom as we like to say but and i was also that guy as i've mentioned before on this podcast I was the one taking the security awareness trainings every six months because I would click on the link thinking that I was important on LinkedIn and somebody wanted to connect with me. <laughs> and what's really scary now is that security awareness is to the point where really people are clicking on links every day. There's a reason we have so many breaches happening. I mean, AT&T with 9 million people be having their information or having a data, a data breach with 9 million people being affected. It's, it's insane. So I was of that majority and I come from, I'm, I really, I put everything I had into, um, so we were just talking about this before we got on the podcast, but um, when I showed Paul my degree plan, he said, oh, that looks interesting. It's not, doesn't look like how they originally structured it. And that's because I was actually able to take the courses that I wanted to do to get the certifications that I, I needed to make myself marketable as a candidate. I put those first and I was really grateful for Jake who talked me through it and I said hey Jake this might sound out in left field but I really want to get my net plus and he said alright these are the courses you need to actually get or these are the courses you need to take before you get your net plus before you can even take the course um, the, what was it it was found at you know intro to IT fundamentals of information security network uh, network and security foundations and then I took networks uh, C480 so I was able to get my net plus and I was able to add that to my resume, add that I have this information under my belt. Paul, something you mentioned earlier was um, going through these courses, you know, if you have no experience, it's not giving you the experience, but it's giving a solid foundation of knowledge that you need to be successful in information security because this is a very, very difficult field. You cannot come off the street and do the work of a SOC analyst. And I think that's the biggest mistake that people make trying to get into this field is they think, well, either one of two things. One, they think, well, I need, I want, to, I want a high paying job that makes a lot of money. Let's do cybersecurity. Uh, where do I start? That's the number one thing that I hear. I've gotten a lot of people reaching out to me on LinkedIn saying, uh, where do I start? And I said, well, find what you like. That's, you gotta find cybersecurity is like going to Walmart and saying, I want food. It really is, in, in a nutshell. You want food, but are you a big fan? Of, I mean, do you want breakfast? Do you like Cocoa Puffs, Cocoa Puffs for breakfast? Do you like Captain Crunch? You want eggs? You want steak? Like, you, you really niching down and figuring out exactly what you like. I found out really early that I like cyber defense, which is funny. That's what my company's name is, Corbett Cyber Defense. Cyber defense is really where my, my heart lies. 
and uh paul what what were you looking to go into cyber like what's your what's your field that you're interested in um so actually uh right now my current goal is to expose myself to every single aspect of cybersecurity, everything from governance risk and compliance to offensive cyber security uh, like cyber to defensive cyber um, and then kind of choose from there where to go. Right now I'm looking at possibly trying to become a SOC manager with a specific company. Uh, I'm not gonna put anything out there until it's actually official because it's it would be a huge deal to me. Uh, we, me and you can talk offline about that if you want. But, uh, but um, yeah, I, I would like to be either some kind of customer facing manager or just some kind of project manager. I actually, had a job offer the other day for a project manager in, in in an IT project, and nowhere on my resume did it say project manager. And I asked the recruiter, I was like, "Why did you call me?" And she was like, "Well, your body of work says that you're a project manager." And I was like, "Well, I guess I better own that." Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, just want to be a technically sound like cybersecurity manager, like be someone, you know, who who isn't like purely at the strategic level i want to have a really good baseline of knowledge so. and that's actually like similar to the path that i took when i started the first thing i did i didn't i didn't say let's go to let's go get my cybersecurity degree that that actually came way later after i figured out i liked it as i was going through that uh, intro course i talked about with nc state i was also using try hack me as a supplement and i was using the not so much the try hack me if you look at my try hack me now you'll see it's really skewed it says 100 percent with all the foundations and uh <laughs> everything else is pretty low <laughs> but i think the other side it would it's not privilege escalate it's one of the other ones is like at 46 percent. but my yeah. foundations are great because I looked at every single avenue within cybersecurity and figured out what I really do like. And it, for me, it was more, I knew that pen testing sounds cool and all, but it's just not, I mean, I, I like the idea and I love Kali Linux. It's one of my favorite uh, tools to mess around with. And one of, it's now, I feel like I'm becoming more and more of a Linux guy as I'm <laughs> diving into Kali Linux. but. I, I did all the different paths just to expose myself to all the different options. I think the three fields that I found, number one is uh, you know, security operations and cyber defense. Number two, definitely um, DFER, so um, digital forensics and incident response. And then number three is actually GRC, uh, governance, risk, and compliance. Those are really where my interests lay. And um, for everyone out there that's really trying to break into the field, cybersecurity is just interesting in and of itself. Go find what you like. If you like breaking things and building them back up better, you might be a good penetration tester. If you like being that steadfast person that's analyzing logs, if you find yourself you love to look at you love to look at long documents that are technical in nature, you might be a good SOC analyst. And I actually I have a, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. think I've mentioned that on the show before, but I'm a big aviation enthusiast and I do flight simulators on the side. I've been flying, I think I have over 3,000 hours in a virtual cockpit, which is uh, good and bad. Uh, not so great for my wife. She's not a very big fan of it, <laughs> but 
I found myself as a developer um, with an X-Plane, a scenery developer. It's not super like technical, but I would build sceneries and I'd put them into the game and I would actually be looking at the, the scenery log, the INI file, and figuring out what was wrong or what the correct order would be so that the scenery would show up in the game. And that actually correlated to kind of what I'm getting into now with uh, in my uh, security analyst role, <laughs> looking at logs, figuring out where the issues are, really investigating and researching. That's something I really like about my current job is that everything is an investigation. It's not, we don't, you know, customer says, I want to do this. I want to whitelist this program. It's not, let's go whitelist. It's, let's see what the reason behind this being blocked is. And then we'll make our determination from there. Do we need to add it to something? Do we need to add it to a bypass? Do we need to figure, and it's really more of an email security, but do we need to, do we need to do something else rather than just flat out whitelist? Because we can't do that. So, um, kind of went off on a tangent there. But, yeah, back to kind of bring, bring it back. I have to do that sometimes. You'll, Paul, you'll learn this about me is that I get off on a tangent. Um, I, I know my listeners have, have, have heard me go off on tangents before. But um, definitely the biggest plus with accelerating through your degree program, the reason I like WGU is that you can do as much as you want or as little as you want. Now, caveat with as little, don't do so little that you get kicked out of your program. It's easy to do if you get caught up in life. But that's why, so I meet with my program mentor once a week, uh, sometimes every other week if like things come up. But it's a quick touch base. It's 15 minutes and he says, Hey, you're doing great. You need anything for me? No. I, you need anything for me? No. We're good to go. And that keeps me engaged. But on October 1st, when I started this thing, I said, I'm knocking that plus out in a month. And a month later, I took the exam, passed it on the first try, and then I moved on to security plus. And well, not exactly on October 1st. I, I did the, the pre prerequisite classes. I knocked those out. You mentioned earlier two weeks. That's that was the perfect time frame for me. Two weeks per class, outside of the certification. Certifications are a little bit longer, so Net Plus and Security Plus for me took about a month. SSCP was a little bit of a different situation because I was also at the same time getting a new job and transitioning. But I'd say about two weeks per actual class, like with a performance assessment, meaning paper, and a month for certification courses. I mean, that's on that's unfair to you, like when you were doing your certs? Uh, what sounds fair to me, exactly? I was asking, uh, when you did your certs, did you do them in two weeks, or were you, how, did it take a little longer? So, um, trying to think. So I actually, I want to say my both of my A pluses were about 10 days apart, 10 to 14 days apart. And then I think I took my network plus 10 days after I took the second A plus. Um, God bless and, you. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and honestly, I, I, I kind of don't even want to admit this, but I was about 30% of the way through the Udemy course that you get with WGU. And I was just like, I really know all this. And this is really boring. So I'm gonna just take the exam. 
because you get a second voucher anyway. So I took it and I passed. And I was like, well, that's over. <laughs> and, then, and, and then moved on with my life. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I think three weeks for, for two to three weeks for A plus, a month for Network Plus. It really depends on, on your background knowledge, really. Um, but what I noticed for me, at least, when a, when a cert is difficult, because, like, for instance, when I took my Security Plus, I was not that technically sound. And I, it took me about probably, like, six weeks to study for. That was when I took my Sec Plus. But I went straight to Sec Plus as well. So it was, it was pretty difficult. Um, but then when I took the SSCP, I was like, wow. I was like, I actually remember all this stuff because I had been doing it for years. Um, but yeah, I think I think two to three weeks makes sense depending on your skill level and depending on the, I mean, the A plus one, the A plus uh, tests are pretty straightforward, especially hardware, because hardware is tangible, like it's easy right. to understand. Um, the second one might give people some issues, but yeah. Definitely a quick shout out to some of the big names out there with those uh, Udemy courses. Um, so for those of you who don't know what Udemy is, if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time, Udemy is a learning platform that you actually get business access to through WGU. You also do get access to LinkedIn Learning as well. So a lot of the mentors, and some of the instructors actually, even, even recommend using the video series through those platforms rather than, in supplementation to obviously the coursework that they offer in the actual like WGU learning platform but I know Mike big shout out to Mike Myers he did an excellent job with a plus Jason Dion has great work as well for a plus net plus security plus and you know the best free option of them all professor Messer whose course notes are key to doing the CompTIA trifecta um, Really, a good order if you if you're coming from no background and you've never been inside you've never been in IT or cybersecurity before. Doing A plus, Net plus, and Security plus is typically the route that people take. But I so I highly recommend you go that route. But if you have some, if you're like Paul and you've been in IT before and you're listening to the stuff and you're like, wow, this is really easy, definitely. Go for the security plus first if you want to skip those and go for that first and then knock the others out later if they come quicker by all means it's definitely the the reins of the horse the reins of the horse are in your hands at wgu and that's why accelerating through your program is extremely it's highly recommended and it's easy to do here so yeah that we're getting towards the end of our show but um Paul, I wanted to thank you so much for joining the show. I'm hoping to have you on later. Are you still with me? I think I might have lost you. Yeah, I'm still here. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, I, I really, I, I really look forward to hopefully, hopefully having you on later. And um, for for those of you listening, um, thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, and um, I think uh, it's not going to be, I'm, I'm assuming it's not going to be next Saturday, but I'm thinking the Saturday after is when we're going to be recording our next show. So stay tuned. Um, again, my name is Ben Shine. We've got Paul. How do, how, do you say your last, how do you say your last name? Keystead. So I got Paul Keystead with me. 
you're listening to the Encrypted Owl. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good night.